Welcome to the Flaws of Friendship podcast. This is Tabitha Haynes. And I'm Stacy March. This is the podcast all about helping you get the most out of life through the gift of friendship. Join us as we explore what it is, what it can do, and who it helps you become. Thanks for taking this journey with us far. Hello. Hello, Vari. Well, hello, Var. <laughs> Thanks for calling in to episode 58. My Do- pleasure. Does distance make you distant? <laughs> we shall see. Does it feel funny, you not being in the podcast room with me? Do you feel a little distant? I do feel distant. It does feel weird. I like the pod. I like my earphones. Yeah. So it feels a little weird, but, you know, thank you for having this idea of this grand social friendship experience. Experience. And experiment. (laughs) This social friendship social experiment, more like it. Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Do you want to know where this grand idea came from? Oh, yes. Well, what happened was I was fighting a little cold. And when I fight colds, there is nothing to do but sit on my bed and watch some Netflix. And so there I am watching this teen love story. And there are two friends, two guys, which makes this scene even funnier. And so one guy says, hey, dude, you seem a little distant. And the next guy, he's like, yeah distance makes you distant and so it was so funny I began to laugh and I was like you know that is such a good title distance making you distant because for one I want to know if it's true I just want to talk through it just throw it up in the air and talk about distance because we've heard some women do have long distance friendships and you know sometimes in our relationships that aren't even long distance you can feel distant so it just kind of kicked up a little topic that I thought we could kick around for the day and I thought hey I should just call you in because that'll be funny and weird it is weird it's weird because we're you know I can't see your face I don't know what you're doing I can picture it in my mind because we do it every week I mean I know where you're sitting but for a lot of our podcasting podcasting we take our cues you know off of each other and our facial expressions and stuff like that so it's a little weird I'm not gonna lie I feel distant Var. oh well there is distance between us and you're right I'm looking at your empty space Are you and sad? yeah I'm a little sad I'm a little sad it's just it's a little lonelier it's yeah it definitely does feel different when somebody's not there face to face I will have to admit that like you said I can't I can't see your face I can't watch your expressions I can't take your cues and just having somebody near you it's almost like you you feel them like when you're here, I, I can't describe it. It's like when you're in the room with me, I can feel you better. Mm-hmm. So have you ever had a long-distance friendship? Um, I can't say that I have ever had a long-distance friendship 
or relationship. And one of the reasons why is I don't think I've always been the best communicator, like staying in contact with people, just even on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) So I think I never even thought about trying something long distance. Yeah. What about you? Um, no. I mean, anytime I had long distance friendships, they fizzled. It's not like we're, I wouldn't say they're not friends, but, you know, over the distance, you can't keep it up, I don't feel like. I can't. Not that I wouldn't like to see them or whatever, but I'm sure it would be great if we ever got back together for a little girls weekend, but I don't know how I would carry on like a significant deep relationship long distance um a love relationship in college my boyfriend was three hours away man I feel like I now we made that work kind of or we made it last I'm not gonna say it worked but we made it last for a while but I sure was going home a lot Mm, yeah you were still making that time to see mm-hmm. each other. Now yeah, I will so. say I've had one long distance relationship and I don't know if this counts, but I guess in a way it sort of does. So I am still friends with my best friend from high school and our lives kind of went separate directions, just, you know, different things. She had a baby. I didn't. And she got married and just moved away. And so our lives just became a little different in distance and spiritually. And just what she was chasing after was different than what I was chasing after. But we're still friends today. But in some ways, I feel like I have a long distance relationship with her because I don't see her like I did then. We don't spend the time that we did together. So sometimes I feel like our relationship is kind of like a long distance relationship because the time it's been from high school to now and how our relationship has changed. Yeah. I think with relationships like that, you tend to get together and talk about what was, Mm -hmm. which is, fine I mean there's a place for that you know to remember and have fun it's just kind of a stress reliever and just fun like a quick pick-me-up definitely but when that's all you have is just the distance I don't know that there's a great way to move forward in that yeah if you're not spending time making new memories together yeah yeah I don't know I would be interested to hear from some of our listeners how they do long-distance friendship or any kind of relationship if they do. Mm-hmm. I think family is a little different because you've been attached your whole life. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of have to talk to family. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to other kinds of relationships, I don't know. You know what I feel? I feel tired right now. <laughs> you, feel- you, know you were saying I can't feel your energy. Yeah, I feel tired. I'm like just sitting here by myself and I'm like, this is awful talking into a phone. <laughs> Are you ready to break the distance? Yeah, enough of this crap. I'll be there in just a minute. <laughs> okay, come on down. This is stupid. While you're coming on down, I'm going to tell them about this little um, something that I was reading today. And in this article, it was talking about long distance relationships. It seemed like they would work 
if they kept really deep communication open where they were talking about deep issues, they weren't, you know, just, how are you? How was your day? It was good. But they were literally diving into topics such as love, their trust for one another, and their future plans, their future goals. And so that just sparked something in me, even though I do not want the distance between me and my husband or me or you. There's something to say about these people who see something that they don't take it for granted quite like you can if you guys see each other every day and you're or you're talking every day. Like, are you really talking every day? Are you really going deep? Which I think our podcast and really makes us go deep on some topics, I think, in this stuff. I think it has a way of making us go really deep with one another, having to do works of the Lord together makes us really have to go deeper than a lot of people have to go in their friendships and in their relationships, sometimes even in their marriages, having to stay connected, not only with us, but with the Lord. And so I think there's something to say about what distance can do. Hello. Hello. I'm back. You're back. What'd you just say? I I was just so glad to be back. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, I know I heard what you said. And I think it's true. We can definitely spend so much time together because we don't have any distance and we do take it for granted. So I think that's a really good point. Like even when we get to see each other, making sure that there's ample space between us, then when we do get together, it's rich with conversation and experience and depth. And maybe you might be lacking in that if you're hanging out a little too much. Maybe it's good to take a little breather if you feel like you're with your friend, but you're not really with them. That's because you have not had enough space for your heart to grow fonder. That's right. Mm -hmm. They are finding in some studies that absence does make the heart grow fonder. I was reading in this article and it said something about there is just this innate need in us to be individual, yet on the flip side, to connect really deeply with others. And so I think there's just that balancing act of, okay, am I doing that? Am I taking that space that keeps me as an individual? And am I connecting with somebody, but not just connecting, but connecting so deeply. And the key through it all seems to be having such good communication, no matter what. So, yeah. So making sure you're distant enough to be your own person or not distant enough that you're with your people. Yeah, with the people that you're supposed to be doing life with. Yeah. Now, I know friendship distance is a real thing. Just feeling distant from each other. Mm -hmm. Like the two guys and the Yeah, it's like you can be distant physically, or you can be distant emotionally, which were our friends in, I'm sure, what was a wonderful Netflix movie. Yeah, the teen. Yes. Love story. Yeah. A highly, highly respected genre. (laughs) One of my favorites. (laughs) Okay, but here's a little bit where I'm coming from. Just as, you know, someone who wants to connect with this podcast subject. My love language is time. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? (laughs) Well, I guess my first question would be, does time equal close proximity like does time can time be on the phone with no because I don't want to see you too much not just you but everybody 
I want um, my, I want time. Yeah, what does time mean? What does time mean to yeah. you, Var? Okay. You tell me that. Well, I don't necessarily need you to be present, but I want you to spend all your time thinking about me or texting me or calling me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Now that sounds psycho. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you mean it a little bit then? No. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, not, not completely. Okay. Tell me. Okay. For real. Okay. Real. Ah, okay. What is time? No, I, because you and I both are made kind of the same way in that we do like our time. We are individuals can't handle all this all the time. So we definitely need a break. Yes. But I do not believe a break has to mean that we don't text <laughs> and say, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Then <laughs> <laughs> I feel loved. <laughs> Guys, let me just tell you, insert a funny story here. Oh, when God. we first started Flaws of Friendship, I think the Lord told me to do a friendship fast. That was the devil. <laughs> sure it wasn't (laughs) so we were supposed to not talk to each other not text not anything for one week we did a video on this you can probably find it somewhere in the archives somewhere we are crying stacy's lip is trembling we're waving at each other like two dorks like goodbye forever boy voyage like well i don't fast at all no you don't so anytime you're gonna make me fast from any anything i'm just like who who what kind of fresh hell is this (laughs) you're a demon (laughs) goodbye (laughs) so i left and so, but what is even funnier? So we made it through our week. I journaled every day. Did you? Uh-huh. I ty- I started typing a journal of our friendship fast. But d- weren't you writing me letters or something? I think at one point in your journal, you were talking to me. <laughs> What's that movie with Wilson, the soccer ball? I think your <laughs> journal became Wilson and you started treating it like it was me on the island of friendship fasting. I was Tom Hanks. You were the Wilson. You were Wilson. Well, actually, I was gone. What I represented was the land far away. (laughs) And so your journal became Wilson. I was not Wilson. I was the land that you wanted to get back to. And the desert island was the fast. Do you know that two or three days into this, I said, forget this. And I just threw that soccer ball out the window. It was Uh like, if we're not going to be together, I ain't talking to her. (laughs) But so that literally only lasted like two or three days. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So the funnier part to me about this is <laughs> Stacy, I think when she called in earlier, did you go outside? Yeah, I was outside on the curb. So she brought in a little bug and I've been telling her to is wipe it still her. still here? I've been telling, yeah, he's gone. So I've. I told her to brush her shoulder off earlier when she walked in. So I thought she got him, but then he was back. And so I'm like, brush your shoulder off. So she starts doing a dance over there. So anyway. Which you could not see if I was not in here. That's true. That's know what I'm true. saying? Yes. This distance. is why proximity is important. It is. You could get eaten. <laughs> By the little baby little a, bug ever. Right. 
that so, I would have never gotten had I not been outside, had there not been distance between us. Had you been safe in the podcast? Pod. Had I been safe with you? Where you belong. Well, let me just tell you, the funny part is what the brain can say distance is. Your distance seems a little different than what my brain might say distance is because when you came in here and I said, Stacy, do you remember when we did our friendship fast? You said, yeah, it was a month. That month long, I said, Stacy, it was not a month long. It was a week. <laughs> so separate feels so much more, I think, vast to you. Like I, it was a week to me, but it was a very long week. It was a month to you. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a month. Ask me in 10 years, be like a year. <laughs> it, just, it just grows. The more you the, love me. Uh-huh. The more you love me, the bigger the friendship fast got. It was six months long. We, well, we did take a big old friendship fast. We sure did. The Lord made us take a friendship fast. Yeah. After our friendship blow up. For- now that was distance I needed and that didn't feel that long to me. Oh. It was, I, I needed it. Yeah, me too. It didn't feel like a year. It was a year and a half, more than a year and a half. Yeah, no, that didn't. I felt like the friendship fast felt longer than that. I know, for <laughs> real, because when you're really connected. Ooh, look what hurt will get you. Look what love will get you. It's a good point right there. When breaks are done in love, they feel like forever. But when breaks are done from hurt, they feel very quick. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Not that it felt that quick, but... But it didn't feel as extended as our love friendship fast. <laughs> Would you say? Would uh-uh. you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to separate with warm fuzzies is a lot more nice on the heart, gentle yeah. on the heart than having to separate because you're upset. But anyway, so distance, making you distant. Well, if you're like me, I think there's some pitfalls that you can fall into. With a friend who's not wired like you? Mm-hmm. Like me? Like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's do the quarter. This is our quarter toss. You're going to get the heads and the tails, and I have a feeling <laughs> she's going to make me be the tails, so whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, head. <laughs> Go ahead, head. Well, I was just thinking about a story with my aunt. So as me being someone who likes to spend time with people, but not a whole lot. I mean, don't misconstrue that because I'm very much a loner. You know, I like my alone time and things like that. So y'all don't be thinking I'm psycho because, but I will say spending time with me fills my love tank up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if someone is not trying to spend time with me, I don't know that I'll really pursue it. You know, I just kind of figure like, well, they don't want to see me. That's fine. Like why put myself through that? I'm free now. You know, I'm, I'm going to fly the coop. Bye, bye, bye. You know, like, (laughs) bye. Wow. Which is probably not healthy and I probably have some trauma. Or it's just how I'm wired. But anyway, Mm. my aunt and I were always really close growing up. So when I went to college, the miles separated us. And then she started having kids. We weren't in close proximity to each other. And I didn't really go there much. And so then I got married and we moved all the way to Virginia and we really weren't close, but we were still talking on the phone, I thought, and stuff like that. And literally, I just found out like probably two months ago that she was 
having a terrible time with me moving away and making new friends. She said it was a really hard time for her. And I was like, what? Like it completely took me by surprise. I had no clue because I just thought that we weren't near each other. She wasn't trying to be near me. And so it just didn't matter. So the point is you never know when you're geared towards close proximity, like in spatial relationships and things like that. You never know who actually thinks they're closer to you than you would perceive they feel. And you probably mean a lot more to people than you think just because somebody may not have time for you. So it was just a really good lesson. I've had people over the years say, you're my best friend. I could literally see this person in Walmart once a month. And I just thought we were probably acquaintances. And somehow they're like, because, you know, we saw you that much. Like we saw each other and I just felt so connected when we talked. You were like the closest friend I had during that period. <laughs> like, what? So it's just funny. Like, again, it's all perception and don't let the distance between you make you distant when you're pulling away just to kind of save you from some hurt that you think is going to come from the other person when that's probably not the case at all. So I was just thinking, you know, there are, a, I don't know, maybe just a couple of things that you can do. Maybe you can help me think of some more. But when you're in that place where you're just like, so-and-so doesn't act very interested in me, there's a lot of distance between us. Well, what are some things that you can do so that you don't even fall into that pitfall of sitting there having a pity party for yourself or moving on when you're not supposed to move on? One thing is just to reach out to them. Like she cannot read your mind. So if you feel a distance, don't neglect texting her and just saying, hey, how are you? I wouldn't really even recommend going, I feel a distance between us. <laughs> Close the gap, friend. Close the gap. <laughs> just text her and say, hey, was thinking about you. How are you? And see, see how she responds. Now, there is another side of this, which we've talked about before, that some people just are not your person. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that distance needs to stay, remain. Yeah. And I mean, if they don't give a crap about you, you're free to leave. Mm-hmm. that's not really what we're talking about here. We're no. talking about filling in some blanks in your head that aren't there when you feel distance. So reach out to her. She can't read your mind. And as you're sitting there alone in your home or riding your car and you're going over all these reasons why there's so much distance between you and she's not the friend you thought she was and all this, just remind yourself how she feels about you, really. Because mm-hmm. like you were saying when you're together, there might be such a depth of interaction there that that filled her tank. Maybe you were together and you gave her a lot of words of affirmation or some other love language and she left feeling full. And so maybe it's two weeks before she wants to get together again. That doesn't mean there's distance. It means she got what she needed. She's doing great. And she's feeling really close to you. You're the one that moved, not her. I will say this from my little Netflix movie uh-huh. is so the one little guy, he was getting upset and the other guy didn't, wasn't noticing like you're talking about, but when he was trying to back out on him, 
like he's like, oh, dude, something came up. Instead of telling him, no, I actually need this time with you. He said, oh, no, go ahead. So it's funny how we can start blaming other people for how we're feeling and the distance between us. And we're not saying anything and we're actually giving them permission to stay distant. Yeah, we're not telling them what we need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we do need to open those communication lines. I don't care if you live a thousand miles away or one mile away, as long as you're talking and you're communicating and helping just meet the basic needs of one another because that's what love does. It lays down to give the other person what they need, especially when they let you know what they need because they're different. They have different needs. They have different personalities and that's okay because it teaches us how to step out of ourself in a way that a lot of people are too selfish to do. Yeah. But is required by the Lord to be like that, to have a heavenly mindset and a heavenly heart. And so Let's start. Yeah, make sure you know what your friend needs in order for them to feel loved and cherished by you. And then you can increase or decrease the distance between you. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to tell her what you need until she learns how you operate. Okay, and you can pick up on some clues as to if she's feeling distant and she's not wanting to tell you. One of the things, especially I notice I do this with my marriage a lot. Instead of telling him, hey, I haven't seen you, man, I just start criticizing him. (laughs) Like, I mean, everything's wrong. Everything's wrong. And in my mind, then when it's coming out of my head, then all my thoughts are so jumbled and, and I'm having terrible thoughts until I catch myself. And then I'm like, oh, I just miss him. I don't know why, you know, sometimes with the critical nature, you turn to criticism when really you're just wanting connection. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, just make sure. But can you think of any other things like... I get real silent. You get silent? I'll get a lot more quiet when I feel distance between somebody. I'll just get quiet, which is not in my nature. <laughs> so that's like a telltale. If I'm not talking a lot, well, my normal amount, then you may worry about me for a second okay let's just hypothetically say I'm your friend okay (laughs) you're quiet what would you like me to say um do you want me to say like well I guess it depends on what makes you because there's distance yeah I well I think with me distance is usually I'm feeling some kind of way and I don't know what I'm feeling or I'm feeling some kind of way and I know what I'm feeling, but I don't want to tell you because I'm worried about how you're going to react. Then I create distance because usually it's just connected with something negative, something that happened that bothered me or hurt me or confused me. And now I have to confront it, but I don't want to. So I'm like, distance as like a self-preservation. Right. It's more like that for me. Like I will create distance to protect myself. So do you want me to say like VAR? I notice you've been quiet. Knock, knock on my stronghold <laughs> door. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be mean to me or you're going to leave me. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm going to keep that distance. <laughs> Bye. You cannot come into my friendship castle. <laughs> Not today. Come back tomorrow while I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think one of the greatest things for me is... If what will make me feel real close to somebody is if they listen to me. I don't need you to agree with me. I just need you to let me talk it out. 
and just show a lot of grace and mercy because it's really hard for me to open up with what I'm really feeling. And so I think if you're like me and it's hard to share your feelings and that's creating distance, then I recommend just have somebody that loves you enough to listen. Because if they're not willing to listen, then they're not willing to love you. And so I know this happens with me and you. This happens with me and Mike because you guys are some of the closest people in my life. And so it's extremely hard for me to be like, this is what I'm feeling. And it feels dangerous to me. Like distance seems so much safer at times. I do know that you guys love me. You've stayed with me and I'm learning how to talk it out so that we can continue to walk it out. But it's, I think it's learning yourself. And like I could say, you're pushing me away. But at the end, no. I have to say, what is making me pull away? Because if I'm supposed to be with you and if I'm in a relationship with you, then that means that's a closeness. I don't care how far you get. Like our hearts are bound. We're in this and we're going to work on it no matter what. We're going to work on it. And so it's time to kind of work on it and start with yourself and say, you know, what makes you distant like you said there might be a little trauma there or not <laughs> or not but there might be a little trauma there might be little things that you have to work on to be able to not keep distance when you want to protect yourself instead and I'm so glad that we have people who we can work this stuff out with like in relationship with honest and open and transparent communication yeah and sometimes when we hear things like there could be trauma there or there could be a reason and somebody might have hurt you and we're all about just kind of admitting where you've been hurt but there can be such a bad cognitive cycle of constantly trying to go back and figure out why there's a wall and what walls you've built and why and Part of healing in Christ and walking this out in real time with a friend means that you don't always have to go back 10, 15, 20 years. Like the minute that you realize, oh, this is what I've done. I've put up walls, I've pulled away, or I'm in some bad cycle thinking she's thinking something that she's not even thinking. Just stop. Just stop and take a step to close the distance. It's not as hard as we make it. We can think that knowledge of these things and talking it out is the pathway to healing. Sometimes it is, but sometimes knowledge can trap you until you're just sitting there cyclically going over and over and over again. And we know that our minds have the neuroplasticity. So we can create new patterns of behavior without always going back and staying so focused on what happened. So I, you know, that's something even in, I guess, my study of coaching a little bit and things like that. That's what I so loved is that I didn't go back to school to get a therapist degree, you know, a, a full out counselor degree, but I did it under a program that really kind of looked at people where they are and said, how do you change this behavior from here forward? And so that's kind of what I'm so passionate about. And I know that even in talking sometimes about this stuff, you can get caught up in trying to, to go back and fix things that 
You really don't have to. Just notice you're doing it and close the gap. Just close the gap. Yeah, there's definitely some things that just really easy patterns to break that, like Stacey's saying, you can break right now. And there are going to be deeper things that you're going to have to get into. But God is such a God of healing, and he wants that restoration. I was doing this devotional today, and they were talking about the word repentance. And they were talking about how we have turned that word into the wrong word. We've turned it into repentance. Like, I guess in the Greek, like, or they changed the word where actually what it really means is to actually change the way you think, but it gives you God thoughts. And she said, it's this awakening to see what God thinks about you and how he wants you to move. And it just makes me think of this. Like in these moments, we have this opportunity to think God thoughts to think about how he thinks of us and how he thinks about her, how he thinks about him. And we can actually begin to think and act differently than we did before. And so we just need this renewing of our minds to say, you know what, this right now, what's happening is not our portion. And to say, God, come in and change the way I'm thinking about this. And that split second, give me your thoughts because it's going to change. It's going to change the way you move forward and just having his thought. Because I guarantee when you're having some negative emotions and you're distancing yourself, that's not of him. That's not of him. And I'm talking about the relationships that you're supposed to be in, guys. It's the relationships that you're not supposed to be in are for a different day. But the relationships that you're supposed to be in, they shouldn't be distance. And so let's change the way we think about one another, change the way we think about ourselves and allow the Lord to come in and help us define our relationships and keep them really close in proximity due to that just basic communication and honesty with ourselves and one another. So what did we learn today, Var? I think we learned part of it that some distance is very good. Yeah, distance doesn't always make you distant. Right. Take that, teen flick. (laughs) That's true. If we set those boys down. And friendshiped them real good. Yeah. They might have a different take on it. Yeah. And at least they would be honest and talk through it. At least they would. They would be. We would tell that boy to tell him what he's really thinking. (laughs) Dude, you don't tell him to leave when you want him to stay. What is this? Oh, you silly boys. <laughs> silly girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's start being a little honest. So some distance is really good. It can be really good for you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you need to take a break for a minute, have a little time out for yourself, Take it, and you don't really have to explain yourself all the time. If you need to take a break, take a break. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. But you don't have to talk about everything. Maybe I just need a bath. Maybe I need to take a bath. A bath. (laughs) And then I'm all good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily. Let's talk about how Kurt Cobain handled his relationships in Nirvana. (laughs) Okay. He was so wise in all of his 27 years of life on this earth. (laughs) Okay. And he was talking about. In his long, short life. In his long, short life. I mean, tragic. Let's see. But he was talking about his band members. They had been friends for years. They had no troubles. 
That's because they were high. Well, okay, but aside from that. Okay. If there were things they needed to talk about, he said, sure, we got on each other's nerves. But in the end, it's about what we were doing together. So why sit around and just talk about all that when there's more important things to do? We loved each other, so let's get on with it. And I was like, high five, Kurt. I realized the drugs might have... But I'm worried. I feel like if he would have been a little bit more honest, maybe he would be alive. But they with his pain. Well, they with his friends. But they stayed together. Okay. Nirvana stayed together <laughs> until his death. <laughs> his untimely death. You're missing the point, Var. You don't have to rehash everything. No, you know what I'm saying? That's true. Just keep your love. The main thing is the main thing. <laughs> Go take a bath. Take a bath. Keep your love. Use some essential oils. Have a little distance if you need to. If you need to talk about it, talk about it. And then but if you're, you're together, get to work. Yeah, and deeply connect, y'all. What is the problem? I'm getting really angry. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Maybe I feel distance. No, I don't. Okay. Thank you. I got that off my chest. I feel like Kurt really helped me. Oh, good. Thanks for letting me cycle back around to him. I didn't know that was in inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> look, you watch Netflix. You watch weird documentaries. I look up Kurt Cobain on YouTube. When the spirit moves, the spirit moves. I can't help it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> God created Kurt Cobain too. Yes, he did. Yep. Smells like teen spirit. It did in your bedroom when you were sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By your teen. Teen flicks. Life. Flicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all there is out there. Yeah. Anyway, Var. <laughs> I don't know what we did in this podcast. Do you think it was helpful? I have no idea, but okay. I will say in the teen flicks, they made up. They made up. There was this moment where they came together. They didn't, like you said, they didn't rehash every single thing. But they had this moment where they understood where the other was coming from. And you could tell there was forgiveness. And they gave each other a little slap. Yeah. A little slap, a little dab. Mm -hmm. And they were, it was back. They were back. Yeah. And so. Y'all just, come on. Come back. Get back. Get back. Get back. Get Come back. back. Get back. Get back. Yeah. We're good. Everybody's good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, read that verse. <laughs> and that's good. This is a good summary. Take time for your distance, but don't be distant. Here you go. This is why. Say it. Hebrews. Yeah. 10. 25 through 27. Here we go. Actually, just 25. Yeah. This is not the time to pull away <laughs> and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. Mm. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. In the word of my daughter's boyfriend, Yep. Just recognize there's distance and move to Bridget. Come on, y'all. We can do yeah. this. We got it's this. It's an opportunity to knock on the door of each other's hearts and walk on in. Okay? Okay. So knock. 
boom. Knock. And it shall be open to you. We'll see you next week, guys. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.